Okay, welcome to Don't Call Me a Guru. I'm Tyler Butler. And I'm Linda Huang. Linda, how are you? I'm doing so good. How are you? My favorite times are when we podcast. Just having Just so much fun. The pod. Just potting. <laughs> Is that the verb? Potting along. Uh, today we're getting together to talk about uh, stories. And all the stories. All the stories we've seen. Facebook stories pop up recently. Instagram stories still still feel really new to me. Yeah, it, well, and it is. It's a few months old, right? Exactly. And uh, Snapchat stories are only, what, a couple years old now? Yep. Um, don't forget, Facebook also has Messenger stories, which, okay, yeah. <laughs> which for some reason, <laughs> they've got two versions. <laughs> so let's start by talking about what exactly we mean by stories. So from my perspective, it's something that Snapchat brought to the game. Mm -hmm. It's a series of photos and short videos that Mm -hmm. you're posting to your friends and followers that are available for a set duration of time, usually 24 hours, I think we can safely say. Yep. Uh, It's For me, at McEwen, it's been a game changer. Mm -hmm. It's a, a method of kind of packaging content that people have really responded to. Mm hmm Linda, do you have anything to add about stories? Yeah. So the way that I've been explaining stories to um, people and clients is that, for example, on Instagram, on your feed, your photos are generally going to be sort of that best picture. Uh, Maybe you took like 30 photos and and you were really deliberate about the angles and the lighting. uh, And then the best one's going to be the one that you post. Um, But on stories whether it's a Snapchat story or an Instagram story or a Facebook story, uh, it's just more raw, it's messier, maybe it's blurrier, uh, it doesn't have to meet the same type of finesse or finish, um, but at the same time, you still want it to look good, uh, but it sort of, sort of shows the in-progress leading up to something uh, versus that final nice result. I agree with that. I use our Snapchat stories oftentimes to expand on posts, so mm-hmm. it'll be hey, here's a cool photo from this event I'm at. If you want to go deeper into it, Mm -hmm. add us on Snapchat and watch the story and you're going to learn more. Yeah, so, and I've used Snapchat stories where um, on Instagram or Twitter, I'll post a photo of, uh, let's say if I'm cooking something at home, it would be the the final thing that I've made. Uh, But then I'll say, watch the in-progress recipe type of snap uh, through stories that way. Which which stories do you use in your personal life? So this has changed because, you know, if you'd asked me this question a year ago, it was just Snapchat stories. That's the only stories that existed. Uh, but now I primarily um, only use Instagram stories. To be fair, Facebook stories only just launched very recently, a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, Instagram is my primary. And, and I do find now on Instagram stories, one of the things I like is that I've already got this built-in audience on Instagram. Um, so it's already sort of a guaranteed uh, higher degree of views and engagement from people. Uh, whereas on Snapchat, and I found this from a company perspective as well, uh, it was you're trying to put out good content, but you're also trying to figure out how to gain followers and build Mm -hmm. a community that way. Um, And in some situations, it was easier. So when I was at Nate's Snapchat for post-secondary students, totally made sense, uh, as I'm I'm sure you agree with your McEwen (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of the reasons that I that Snapchat picked up so much mm-hmm. from you is because our followership grew so quickly right. and, and almost organically. Absolutely. Um, so I didn't have to work. But on my personal account, yeah. I only have 30 friends or something. For and sure. No one, there's no discover function yeah. in terms of you know, suggested friends kind of thing. So it's really no hard. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to, I mean, and that's, you know, sort of the beauty of Snapchat before anyways, is that it was difficult to use. Mm-hmm. It still is more difficult to use than other platforms. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have that discovery feature. So so probably um, when you're sharing Snapchat stories, you are sharing it to a more limited audience from a personal perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do think uh, one thing I've observed, I've taken some limited forays into the the world of Instagram stories at mm-hmm. McEwen, and I just noticed the engagement level is not the same. Mm-hmm. So we'll have we'll have less people watch the story, and we have twice the followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so that tells me to focus my attention on Snapchat for sure. And I think that's really interesting, mm-hmm. like from your perspective, because that's probably that probably goes against what yeah. the majority <laughs> totally. of uh, companies are reporting or individuals are reporting in terms of that Instagram story view versus Snapchat story view. But I think uh, that probably speaks to the good content that you're sharing. Yeah, maybe uh, the consistency. Um, and also, though, I really do think you know when it comes to post second. Uh, yeah. that does make so much sense. Um, but if you're a different type of business uh, and your audience might not be in that you know, 18 to 24 range, might not make as much, much sense to use Snapchat stories. So one of the things I've been talking about is how I have kind of, after a year and a half of making stories, I have kind of a structure for what my typical stories look like. Mm-hmm. There are five posts. Those posts are usually videos. I use, uh, it, it's an introduction with the person, mm-hmm. it's three points, and then a call to action, which is either visit this website, screenshot this post, send us a reply. Totally. Some type of engagement. Yeah, and something measurable. Measure. Yeah. Uh, do you find you have kind of a pattern for what works for you? And follow-up question, <laughs> is it different on Snapchat and Instagram? Um. So I, I honestly, I find that... Uh, a lot of the same type of content or a lot of uh, similar to you, like the the intro, the end, and whatever those middle pieces are, uh, that still applies for whatever stories it might be. Um, I think it goes back to or it comes down to that. And I mean, it's in the name of the feature. It's you're telling a story. Uh, so so however many pieces, you know, whether it's five or I mean, we've tested this before. If you do like 10, it's you start dropping yeah. off on views. It's too much for people. Uh, so something to keep in mind. But just as long as so something I'm always keeping in mind is that there's always going to be a beginning and there's always going to be an end. And whether that middle piece is one or five things, Um yeah, then that will vary. From a personal perspective, I've noticed that a lot of people who are using Instagram stories go hard. So there's like <laughs> there's like 20, 20 photos and videos. Uh, it's a lot to go through. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's maybe too much. And I do think and wonder if their views, if they're also seeing their views drop off. So I think probably a lot of the same strategies that you would apply to a Snapchat story um, could also apply to an Instagram story. I think on, on Snapchat still, they have better filters. They have cooler, you know, they have the yeah. fun, the fun puking rainbows, (laughs) the pretty filter, that type of thing. And you love Bitmojis. I love Bitmojis. And Snapchat (laughs) owns Bitmoji now and really, uh, you know, threw it up into the the forefront. But um, a lot of people actually now, because 
they're they're active on Instagram and they're active on Snapchat, they'll download their snaps and then upload it onto Instagram stories. Right, because you can upload from your camera roll yeah. on Instagram, which I've noticed some brands are just uploading like very well-designed kind of mobile-sized sure. graphics, which yeah. is... It's a good, it's a neat approach. It's a good approach. Um, Again, is it when we go back to like how stories are maybe a bit more messy and like authentic than maybe as you start really designing and really making these perfect pictures, uh, it sort of loses that, that appeal. But I think uh, that's one of the nice things about Instagram stories is that you can upload from your camera roll. roll. You can on Snapchat too, but then they make it. Yeah. Look so ugly. <laughs> well, that's, that's the <laughs> Which difference is the point. Like, yes. to me between Instagram and Snapchat is you have this opportunity to be really polished and really mm-hmm. kind of design your way through things. Uh, whereas Snapchat, you're always bound by the limitations of, sure. of the app. Um, how about Facebook? <laughs> have you used Facebook stories? I haven't even tried. Uh, I have used Facebook stories because I, I mean, I was so curious and then I said <laughs> another one. <laughs> so I had to see, uh, honestly, almost identical. So same idea. Facebook actually uh, purchased a company that specializes in that augmented reality, uh, those funny face filters and lens uh, lenses. So they've also introduced that into their Facebook stories. Uh, they look a lot worse. So I think they're still trying to figure out that technology. Um, but the same idea, you can take a picture, you can scribble on it, draw on it, you can write text and enlarge it, you can have little stickers. Um, I think something that's that's lacking for Facebook stories stories and Instagram stories is that, uh, you know, variety of art. So on Snapchat, I look forward to going somewhere and seeing if there's a fun location filter, right? right? Those are fun. Um, But on Instagram and now on Facebook, uh, it's quite limited right now. Mm -hmm. I think they'll probably add features. Um, Also, did you know that Messenger uh, has a separate stories yeah that's you just told me that it's still blowing my mind it doesn't uh, make any sense so facebook obviously owns facebook messenger and the same i people, think they're still trying to figure out messenger like what a to little do bit. with messenger because uh, if you notice how it's built into the, this isn't a side but if you notice how it's built into the back of brand pages now yes and yep. but it's still like i'll go through all the notifications on it and then pop over into the page and the notifications are still there and it's still this <laughs> it's weird still double up. entity let's not get into that no right we now. won't but uh, but yeah it just seems odd <laughs> I mean, and I think because you can have a mess. Can you have a messenger account without a Facebook account? No. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know. So that's the <laughs> only thing I can think of is if they do have a separate audience who aren't Facebook users, but that doesn't make sense to me, <laughs> then maybe you have different yeah, stories. But for now, um, something that actually I read, which I thought was really interesting, was that what all of this copycatting is doing um, is showing, is basically Facebook showing Snapchat or telling Snapchat, look, you're not an app, you're a throwaway feature. Uh, and, and so it's like, we can just add this in all of our properties and, and people will just flock over or come over uh, to, to our product. Um, but you disagree, right? You, you have a different take on this. Well, I've been, because I've been talking a lot about Snapchat lately, I think I, people are equating me with like the Snapchat brand ambassador, which yeah. like, for me, it's, it's, it's great. It's an app that's been working really well for, for sure. me. Um, I think one people have been asking me a lot like okay um everyone is stealing from Snapchat right now they must be so mad the users must be leaving cuz mm-hmm. they don't have to come to Snapchat to get the features and what I respond with is 
Snapchat is innovating, everyone else is following right now. And mm-hmm. as long as they can keep that up uh, and just keep trying new things while everyone else tags along and picks up the scraps, I think I'm really interested in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I'm at least interested enough to to experiment with it and see if it fits into strategies. For sure. And uh, as well, I think stories have become so ubiquitous now across social media that they have become an essential skill mm-hmm. that we need to have as strategists. Uh, it's not just Snapchat. It's every social media. If you're not using it, you're missing out on an opportunity. On What I like about Instagram is that I feel like it's a little more measurable mm-hmm. uh, than Snapchat, uh, which, you know, the, the nerd <laughs> in me is really into that. Uh, hey, but that's important when you're a strategist, it's really right? Important, you need yeah. to be able to measure and back up what you're doing. You need to be able to measure it to prove the value, and you need to be able to measure it to tell yourself, uh, should I still be doing this? Right. Like, if I ever reached a point where stories stopped being engaging content, they're a ton of work. <laughs> yeah. I would gladly take them off my desk. But you're seeing, you're still seeing value in <laughs> yeah, them, so that's great. I think, um, you know, what you said, like, like stories is something that is just on all social media now. And I, and when you say that, I think of hashtags and how you know Twitter, so and even ads. So Twitter started the at mentioning, at tagging people, mm-hmm. and they started the hashtag, and and now that's just that's everywhere and you sort of know that and, and you want to use it strategically. Um, so same idea for stories, right? Regardless of um, which platform that you're on. But I think like how how would you, you know, pick which stories to use? Like what, you know, what what would, what yeah. would factor into your decision? If I, well, one, if I hope eventually Facebook stories can be used by brands. Yes, because right, right now, now it's, it's just not. Like person to person, mm-hmm. right? Um, I imagine that's probably going to be rolled Yeah, down, down. the yeah. line. Um, I would start, if I was starting from scratch, mm-hmm. I would start with the place I had the largest following, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, I think that makes a lot of sense. And then just kind of build up from there. So Facebook or Instagram is probably the place you have a larger following unless you're like, unless you are TJ Khaled, in which case, like, (laughs) can we interview you? (laughs) Kylie Jenner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the Jenner with the Snapchats, right? Yes. You know. (laughs) No, that makes a lot of sense. So where your audience is already quite active. Yeah, that's where I would start. And then uh, the second thing I look at is like, um, I kind of call it open rate, which is Mm -hmm. how many people start watching your stories over how many followers do you have? Mm -hmm. So that's where I know that Snapchat is a better fit for us. People Mm -hmm. are really, really engaged with us uh, because a lot of them are opening the story every day. Yeah. Uh, So I would keep an eye on that if Mm -hmm. I was starting to push into more than one. Yeah. Stories. I would even, you know, you could test things out when you're talking about call to actions or engagement at the end of your stories. You could yeah. sort of measure, um, well, on, on Snapchat, you'd measure things like screenshots, but, you know, maybe the Instagram story says send a message to whatever, get this discount, and just to compare even beyond just viewing if they'd actually take the next step forward. Um, I think something, though, that's a little annoying that I've seen from certain brands Uh, And even personal people using both Snapchat and Instagram stories is that just basically uploading and posting the exact same thing on both. So I think that kind of rule about trying to to post to the platform and post to your audience on that platform uh, still applies when you're talking about stories is that there should be a reason 
why someone would want to look at your Instagram stories that is different than, let's say, if you were doing both, why would they want to follow you on Snapchat? So what's that unique um, kind of selling feature for either platform? Because people are using these platforms differently. And you need to learn how is my audience using these platforms differently and then create content, even if it's the same source. Like topic. And yeah. Like, yeah. You're at the same event or it's the same right. sale but at your store. It's going to be slightly different because your audience on that platform is going to appreciate something in a little bit different way. Right? Exactly. So what's better if you want to create a story? Uh, should you have a plan? Should you have pre-selected people to talk to? Um, or should you just kind of wing it? What, what would you do? Usually I have a plan. This will shock you. Um, <laughs> but I find it's the better approach to go into an event or whatever you're telling a story about and know what do I want to get out of this? What's the story I want to tell? It's not always possible, but whenever you can do it, I like to have someone who knows I'm coming. We're meeting at a predetermined time. They know they're going to be on Snapchat or Instagram, so they're not uncomfortable. It's someone who's excited. Mm -hmm. And then I have a pretty good sense of what questions am I going to ask them mm -hmm. and how can I get those answers short enough because the challenge is always get them to answer in less than 10 seconds. All right, on Snapchat. It's a little longer. Is on, it longer on, on Instagram? Instagram. Just, yeah. yeah, slightly longer. But still, like <laughs> yeah, condensing sure. an answer. They can't just talk for a couple of minutes like they would on Twitter. Concise, yeah. And then uh, having a sense of what the call to action will be. So that way, I've found that kind of like five to seven snaps uh, on Snapchat anyway is, is best. I would imagine across most platforms, people would start getting bored after that. Shorter is better, man. Um, <laughs> ADD. <laughs> but I've, I've gone both ways. I, um, For instance, covering uh, sports games. Mm -hmm. You can't play what the outcome of that game is going to be. Yep. Um, with that in mind, uh, one tip that I try to keep in mind all the time is don't like front load your story. Right. So you show up, you're really excited, everyone's really excited, so everyone wants to make Snapchat, <laughs> but know that like probably even in a keynote or something, probably the most important stuff's going to happen at the end. So have a sense in mind of how many how many posts do I want to put in this story yep. and how many do I need to have saved until the end. For sure. No, and I think, I mean, and I think in terms of um, whether you're being slightly spontaneous about it, I still think, to your point, you can go in still knowing general themes of what you want to cover. So right. I want to make sure that I have some photo or some video about this or that. So even if you maybe not have planned it fully, uh, you still have some type of structure. From an organizational standpoint, that's probably your best bet. Um, some of the tips I think that I like for specifically Snapchat stories, but I think it applies across the board now, uh, is taking advantage of the text caption and scribble options, uh, just for context mostly. Uh, so on Instagram, it's nice because, and on Snapchat, there's like really good artists who are drawing lots of things and making it really pretty. Uh, but I find more important from a brand perspective, is making sure that if someone is talking for 10 seconds or 15 seconds, you've still got some type of text or blurb around or on you know, their neck or whatever it is, just, to, just so people have an idea of what the topic is um, because their volume is it not necessarily going to be on, right? Yeah. So they can still capture at least at a glance what it is, and if they're interested, they can come back. Um, to listen with audio on. I always think of it as two streams to the same call to action. Mm -hmm. Like one of them is sound on, one of them is sound For off. Sure. Both of them need to get to the same place. So 
one trick I really like to use is um, speech bubble emojis. Yeah. Because um, you can resize them, throw some text mm-hmm. in there. And that way, if you're just tapping through with the sound off, you still get a really good sense of what's going on. But I would say don't put like a paragraph in there. For sure. <laughs> and <laughs> Make keep, it like yeah, five words. And keeping in mind. And you know, and when you're talking about that, like there's definitely different limitations to the different stories. So um, in terms of don't put a paragraph, like on Snapchat, you can set that duration, right? One second, 10 seconds, and then whatever your caption or your text is, uh, you kind of can eyeball it and read it in the amount of seconds and you're good. You know that people can read it if they if they actually want to read it. Whereas on Instagram, they sort of just decide uh, if, if it's a photo, you can't set how oh. long it stays up. So if you do have a, a long, you know, paragraph, I a lot of the times I can't finish reading it. But the nice thing about Instagram stories that's different from Snapchat is you can just tap onto the screen as you're watching a story and that pauses it. So if you wanted to read a caption. So there's like, there's all these different little things. Um, and, and I would encourage uh strategists um, from their personal accounts uh, first to, to play around with what all the different nuances are because there are some things now that I that I like over, you know, that I like on Instagram over Snapchat, but some things that I miss about Snapchat that aren't on Instagram. Are yet. you told if they pause it? Uh, you're not told if they that pause it. That would be it. cool. Yeah, that would be cool. You're like another engagement yeah, mechanism, exactly. right? Um, another thing on Instagram is that you can tag users right in the story. Uh, so if people are... <laughs> get so many of those. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> you're like, oh my God, everyone keeps tagging me. <laughs> Uh, but that's an option um, as well. Something that I miss about Snapchat, and they didn't always have this, uh, but all of the fun bitmojis and emojis and stickers on Snapchat um, used to be a pain to try to find and scroll through. And then they introduced like this search mm-hmm. for them, which yeah. I thought was fantastic. Instagram doesn't have that yet. So so you got to, if, you, if I, you want the heart emoji, you're scrolling forever. Yeah, for emoji it. literacy is a <laughs> big part of the job. And actually one tip that I always like to share is, is before you go cover a story, oh, yes. <laughs> plan what emojis you might want to use and use them uh, so that they're in your recents. Yep. Um, so, you know, I my example was this basketball game I covered for McEwen where, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, of course, I want the basketball emoji, but I also want the girl with her hand in the air yeah. for like a swish yeah, or a free yeah. throw kind of thing. Like think through and, what and you might want to And they're not use. near each other. So you're like furiously trying. Right. But if I get them all in the recents mm-hmm. and think, okay, if, you know, what, it's like you were saying about planning ahead, even though you have to be spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Still at, knowing generally, right? right? You're going to know so, like. At some point, someone's going to put a basket in the net. <laughs> what emoji am I going to use at that, that point? Emoji. You can predict certain mm-hmm. things. For sure. Um, that's a great tip. I think another tip that, that we both uh, agree on for Snapchat and, and across, I think, all stories is that repetition uh, is fantastic for content. Um, so, you know, an example and actually, yeah, so an example that I have is on Snapchat for a long time there. I was always cutting into egg yolks. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. like egg yeah. porn. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it, it was just this thing that you could always, oh, if Linda's snapping, 
maybe there's some egg action going <laughs> on. And I actually had people, you know, telling me in person, oh, I, you know, I, I really like it when you do that. But there's, so, so I was purposely repeating breaking this egg yolk uh, because I think what it speaks to more so though is that um, you can find a lot of success with different series or different type of uh, content that uh, you always keep coming back to. Um, and you have a great... Uh, example with your with your office right yeah my (laughs) like when I was learning how to use snapchat I just snapped my office mate Ryan every single day for Mm -hmm. like four months Mm -hmm. and just didn't really think anything of it except I'm snapping the person whose desk is closest to mine right uh, who has like the temperament to put up with this (laughs) Uh, but when I stopped doing it when I started missing some days people were like they were waiting for their yeah. daily fix of what Ryan. The, what the heck did Ryan, Ryan was getting do? recognized. In the he, he was recognized at uh, West Edmonton Mall. Oh my god! That's Someone awesome. snapped me like a a Ryan sighting. <laughs> oh my god! And then, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, and yeah, another friend recognized him. I can't remember that story. Anyway, uh, just showed me like I learned this lesson about oh man, just repeating this same thing, even though it was literally just hey Ryan, what are mm-hmm. you up to today? repeating this over and over was this really effective tactic yep. and led to this content strategy in McEwen where it's not as regular, but you know, every Monday it's the same person. Right. Every Thursday it's the same person. There's like three regular yeah. things you can expect, yeah. which means my content strategy is always anchored. I know I'm going to post something this week. Something from this person or something about this topic at least. Right. Yeah. And then if nothing comes up, if it's a dry week or something, we have something mm-hmm. and the audience is happy because they've learned to expect this from us. For sure. Um, but you still have some room in there to be spontaneous. Yes. So there's lots going on on social media with stories. They're across the board. All the major players have bought in. Uh, it's a big part of, I think it's something you really need to consider for strategies going forward. For sure. I mean, I would absolutely be experimenting with all of the stories just to see, just to see what the differences are and to get comfortable with that disappearing aspect uh, and and all of those little nuances and features that vary um, across the platforms. But but yeah, I mean, I think we could talk about it forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's cut off here for now. Thanks for listening to Don't Call Me a Guru. Follow us on Twitter at Don't Call Me a Guru. Follow us on Instagram at Don't Call Me a Guru. And uh, check back soon for a new episode. We've got some really cool stuff in the works. I don't really know what the next thing's going to be, but we've got some really cool yes, things you better, lined up You better for you. stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Bye.